It's a mad loaded question. But what makes a person difficult? Yeah, so I think that there are some fundamental things that make people difficult in general. I think it can be subjective as well, though, because let's say you have conflicting personality types. Of course, you might find someone difficult that someone else might not find them difficult, right? So sometimes difficult people can quote-unquote difficult people can tend to be quite victimized and they think oh it's it's everyone else it's everyone else you, you want to have mutual respect with people that you're working with whether it's yeah. a colleague a client respect is the absolute bare minimum think about yourself in that moment the earth is flat <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean what do you, what do you mean by that <laughs> that's an extreme example that is That's an extreme such example. a random example. I mean something that hurts you, T. You know what I mean? That, that hurts me. You know, the round, I, 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 think, I think that the HubSpot department is really bad at red pandas. Imagine me saying that. <laughs> what red do pandas. you mean? Exactly. That's what we're Navigating conversations and relationships with difficult people. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast, brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am Tasha, and of course, joined by the one and only lovely Linda. And uh, what Linda just said there was pretty exciting. Say it again. Yeah. So today we're talking about predominantly working with difficult people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we've all worked with someone who's been difficult. And we're going to talk about what exactly makes a difficult person because it can feel quite subjective. Mm. But, yeah, we're talking about how to to work and manage relationships with difficult people. Yeah, we are talking about uh, our co-workers and colleagues here because I'm sure – when I say difficult person, we can all think of one, two, three, maybe most of our uh, personal relationships so outside of work. But yeah, we're not. Look, you could definitely use some of the stuff we're going to share today. You could definitely use these with anyone in your life because at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? And we all just want to be spoken to nicely and uh, have you know empathy and emotion towards each other, right? But ultimately, we're talking about at work and dealing with what we might call, quote unquote, difficult people at work. Hmm. I would love for us to start with, and you said this before, you know, what, like, it's a mad loaded question, but what makes a person difficult? Yeah. So I think that there are some fundamental things that make people difficult in general. I think it can be subjective as well, though, because let's say you have conflicting 100%. personality types. Of course, you might find someone difficult that someone else might might not find them difficult, right? So yeah. th there is just subjective things here with personality clashes. But mm -hmm. in saying that as well, there are definitely fundamental things that can just make the average person more difficult to just be around and yeah. work with. I think number one is their communication, mm. particularly if they're passive aggressive, if they're indirect, if they're not clear with their communication. Being difficult to just have everyday communication with, that's going to be a hard thing to overcome. Yeah, and I think we've all worked with, you know, I, we are so blessed here at mm. Red Pandas because we all do a lot of introspective work around being better communicators, raising our own levels of self-awareness. So I'm. this is not coming from a place of what we go through, I think, as colleagues, but we've seen it with people that have come into the team mm. and haven't been at the same level as us. Let's just say communication is the example. Yeah. And the way that they thought, which was maybe – communicating in an honest and radically candid point of view mm. uh, actually wasn't for, you know, the majority of a business. Yeah. And so that communication trait in their eyes may not have been poor for themselves. We've got to remember that, you know, everyone perceives themselves how they want to. But for our standard and the way that we were working, it was a poor communication. 
yeah. for being radically candid. So being, you know, high caring and direct with what you're saying. Yeah, there's having the ability, which I, I agree we do quite well, which is being able to like introspectively look in and assess how you communicate. Mm. I also think as well it's bred from the experiences that they would have had in their past workplace. Yes. For yep. example, like maybe they've come from a workplace where they didn't communicate very well and they never received feedback that their communication style was poor or that they would be passive aggressive or indirect, whatever it is. And so they've, they've not become known from external people that really it would have been their duty to have that conversation with that person and let them know. But if they, if they haven't had that before, Mm -hmm. then I can understand as well. It would be quite difficult to kind of meet the same expectation yeah definitely and I feel like that leads us into another point which can be a contribution as to what makes someone difficult and that is their past experiences Mm. so obviously poor communication and like we're talking like you were saying before you've got like being direct passive aggressive not loud enough whatever it is right whatever your definition of poor communication is and then there's this past experiences element yeah like you said in a previous role maybe they didn't have radical candor with their team Maybe they weren't given feedback. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe they just worked in silos and no one really talked to each other. And so joining a team of people yeah. was a huge shock because it's like that's not normally how they're, you know, conditioned to working yeah. um, with. Mm. And then, like, if you want to get, like, really deep on it, if you don't have a good level of understanding of yourself or self-awareness, you really struggle to see past the fact that it's not a them problem, it's a you problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So sometimes difficult people can, quote unquote, difficult people can tend to be quite victimized. Yeah. And they think, oh, it's it's everyone else. It's everyone else. Yeah. And if that's the attitude, that's a pretty big indicator that it's actually not. Mm. It's it is you, and you need to put that mirror on yourself and take a good hard look at yourself and realize. There's some self-awareness and stuff you need to figure out. You've just got to look at the common denominators. That's it. Yeah, that's it. But you're right. It's self-awareness, being able to look at that. I feel like maybe this is more of a subjective one for me personally. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I've I've found that. Yeah. And and like in addition to like I've found for me personally, I feel like when we're when I'm working with someone who doesn't have a growth mindset, when they are very closed mind, not open to new ideas, for me personally, I know I find that really, really difficult to work with if they are completely shut off from doing something a different way than they have always done it in the past. Yeah. And this isn't just colleagues. Like I'm, I'm thinking like previous yeah. clients that we've worked with, things like that. Um, and that could be, again, a subjective one there. I'm conscious of that because perhaps not every company is looking for employees that have it's you know, probably subjective to difficult people right yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> not us growth mindset <laughs> undifficult people of course look each to their own i think one yeah. one key thing that um you know dal carnegie talks about heaps in his how to win friends influence people is like you just got to be careful when you're working with people right people are emotional we're very very emotional beings mm. i know i'm super emotional so i try to work on my own self-awareness constantly mm-hmm. when i hear things or people say things to me or i when i'm feeling certain things especially at work it's like is that is that me just being like emotional yeah, and, you know, or is this a valid reaction or something that I'm like I need to process and, and work through? I will always stand by if your your initial reaction is probably the wrong reaction. Mm. So whatever you're feeling initially when something happens or when something's going on, just kind of sit with it for a bit. Try not to be so reactive emotionally. Reactive emotionally is only really good when your life's at danger, I feel like. But 
Yeah. We won't go down that. We're going to go on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to what makes a person difficult, right? You know what? I think um, for you, <laughs> Thank if you. I can say, <laughs> please. you know what? I think if there was something subjective for you, T, that maybe you'd find more difficult than maybe your average person, mm-hmm. I think it's people that that have low energy or like bad energy because yeah. you're very high energy. Yeah, possibly. So I feel like if you're in a room with like, let's call it like a Dementor from Harry Potter, right? Mm. Someone that's just like sucks the life out of. Yeah. I feel like you would struggle with that maybe a little bit yeah, more because you are so high energy. Yeah. I tend to just like bugger off from them. But yeah. I the time of day. Yeah. Because it's just like, why are you so depressed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very subjective. Yeah. But I think you can be low energy and still have growth mindset. and Totally. And you know, achieve things and, you know, be a great contributor, team player type of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do like high energy. High energy, you know, attracts high energy. So, yeah, no, you're spot on. Yeah. Um, there's another thing here for difficult. what makes a person difficult and we've got lack of empathy. I like this one. Mm. I feel like if someone doesn't have empathy or empathetic skills, um, they're going to be difficult because they're only thinking about themselves. Yeah. Right? Empathy well, is to think about the, someone else. The way that you cope and you like work with difficult people is through empathy. Exactly. So if there's absolutely none, it's going to make it really, really hard. Yeah. Because I think kind of like when, when you start to talk solutions when it comes to like how to actually work with them, mm-hmm. I feel like the best way to do that is through empathy and just being human to human yeah. and getting really good at understanding that person. And I think yeah. you do this really, really well, T. To be fair, um, being able to like just understand the person on a personal level, mm. not in a work level and having that empathy towards them and their life and the experiences that they've gone through, yep. I think helps you be able to work with someone because you understand them on a deeper level in that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're seeking to understand them rather than uh, being seeking to be understood. Yeah. But often, again, un- difficult people are trying to be understood they're misunderstood. Mm. So the minute someone gives them some empathy and tries to understand them, they'll take it, they'll take it, they'll take it, they'll take it. Yeah. And then you have people that are like high energy and want to feed off of that stuff that it does end up being like dementorish and draining. Mm. So it's this incredible balance between – and this is this has been the challenge of becoming – the challenge and the, the absolute pleasure of becoming a leader is learning how to balance that empathy and energy for my team – but also preserve myself because I, need, I totally. need to look after myself, right? We were talking about this before. I've yeah. got to go home to a husband and child and two dogs. Yeah. It's one of my dog's <laughs> birthdays today, by the way. No way. Yeah. Six, Bobo. Shout out to Bobo. Go on his Instagram, at Bobo Ellie Jugs. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> go get my follow. <laughs> They've got more followers than Tasha. 100% they do. <laughs> They're way cuter. Um, but there's... There's this, uh, you know, this empathy skill that is so, so needed for leaders. Yeah. And if we're working with difficult people, like we say assume positive intent, you know, seek to understand, listen, uh, coaching principles, so lots of questions Mm. um, without being like interrogative. But, um, yeah, I I find that to be really helpful with like working with one. Yeah. One, working with someone (laughs) that can be seen as difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it makes it easier definitely Mm. because you've got – you want to have mutual respect with people that you're working with, whether it's yeah. a colleague, a client. Respect is the absolute bare minimum. They don't have to like you. You don't necessarily have to like them. But, of course, it makes it easier if you like each other yeah. and respect each other at the same time 
they of course don't have to mutually work together but it's easier that yeah. way and I think the only way that you can you can establish that likability is by being empathetic and just being a human yeah like you say understanding the person being a good listener yeah understanding what they're going through or trying to right seek, yeah seek, seek to understand them yeah but I think a lot of um let's say leaders managers whatever miss that step sometimes mm-hmm. they go straight to the you know mutual respect and straight to the job but they they kind of miss that likability component yeah which then makes it difficult if you down the track realize you're then working with a difficult person and you yes. don't quite understand them yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. all the books all the best self-help books talk about this concept of empathy seeking to understand rather than to be understood yeah uh, listening having empathy like don't be the person that's taking up all the space in the room with the with the speaking. Yes, you can have a great energy. Yeah. And I do have a great energy and I can take up the room with all the talking. I've got no issues doing that. Yeah. But I also am so aware of making sure that if it's my team member that I'm trying to build a rapport with and build that connection, potentially work with them if they're a little bit difficult, mm. I just let them talk. I just let them talk. I let them talk and let them talk until the point where either I find something that I know could be contributing to why some people might see them as difficult. Yeah. Or that's something that sometimes they just need to get off their chest. Again, fine line between I'm not your therapist. Yeah. And I've got to go home to my family at the end of the day. So yeah. where do I where do I draw that line? And there it's when I've had to deal with difficult people that don't know how to cross, like they don't don't know how to stop at that line, that's mm. when it's been too too difficult. Yeah. Because I'm again, I'm not a therapist. So I'm not going to deal with someone's um, severe mental health issues. Yeah. There are professionals out there that can do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Blurring some lines here, right? But yeah. Yeah. I think it's just letting people talk, being, you know, being able to be available to them. Um, you know, it's a really good point though, T, you know, like that overflow into your personal life when dealing with difficult people. I mean, like, we all have to do it, right. Yeah. And we all have to suck it up and, but you're right. There, there is a line between, yeah going through that as a manager, a leader, colleague, whatever it is, a partner, like in business, but then you being conscious that that doesn't flow over because the last you thing that know. you want is to get into a routine of yeah. having trying to deal with that in the best way that you can but yeah. then not giving your all to your family when you 100%. get home. You have yeah. to know. And yeah. I think it's like, like it's still something, Linda, that I'm still trying to learn how to deal with. Yeah. Because because I'm such a good listener, people put a lot of stuff on me. Yeah. Un- I think like you, you ask a lot of great questions. I, do, yeah, I think I, that I that's why to know you're a good question asker <laughs> of <laughs> that's your strength things. there. Yeah. But then I also am so emotional that I'll take on some of that emotional load for them. So they yeah. feel great after talking to me. And often I'm just like, whoa, yeah, why do I feel like you've got to deal with that now? Exactly. I've got to deal with it. So that's my own kind of like mm. I'm becoming that difficult person for someone else in my life yeah. because I'm taking on too much of others. So that's something I'm learning. I'm getting through. Yeah, it. I think even just talking about it is a really nice processing mechanism. Thank that's you. That's good. Um, but <laughs> our own therapy session. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what today's uh, topic is. Yeah. Um, but I do us. I do want us to kind of go to a few strategies. Yeah. So we just spoke about being, you know, being a good listener, um, having check-ins. Like that's what I've worked on with you know, quote unquote, difficult people in the past. But yep. there's, there's some other things as well that we picked up in How to Win Friends, Influence People, um, which have been really helpful. I feel like I'll start with give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. Mm. So that was one of his principles for, uh, I can't remember the exact reference, but um, do you want to tell me a little bit about this one, Linda? 
Yeah. So um, the best example that I can kind of think of here is so give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. So let's say you're you have a working relationship with someone. Maybe it's a client, for example. They are known to be um, a difficult communicator. They're not very clear mm. in their communication, right? By opening up the conversation by saying, um, and of course, there's a way in doing this to not make it seem so cheesy and direct, right? But by opening up the conversation by saying, hey, like funny, um, you know, funny we're talking right now. I was actually talking uh, about you with a colleague and they were just saying like what a wonderful person you are and how like easy it is to be able to communicate with you. We always get the best briefs from you. And then knowing later in that conversation that there's going to be a time where you're going to need that communication from them, by setting that, that reputation or that standard, they're able to psychologically go back to that and think, yeah. you know what, perhaps I might, and it's all subconscious, but they might then feel the need yeah. to kind of live up to that reputation. As human beings, we're wired that way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We're wired to, and it's just. It's we want to impress. We want to impress. We want to do good. We're not innately horrible people that don't want to perform. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And if you're working with a professional in their space and you use little things like that, like, um, with and, and Linda did make a really good point. You got to make sure you use it in a way that doesn't sound manipulative. Exactly right. Or contradicting, uh, con- yeah. condescending. Sorry, condescending. Yeah. Because um, like I use it with I use it with my kids when I teach them swimming. Yeah. And I want them to do really good stretchy arms to do their streamline before they do freestyle. And so I give them a really big G up and be like, Yeah, only the strongest kids can do the stretchiest arms. And mm. like, Oh my god, the kids can do stretchy arms amazingly. Yeah, it's a great I mean? example. It's a good. It's a nice easy example for us to. Yeah. It's, it's easy working with children because you can use that animation and that energy mm. you can use that as well with ad- with adults in yeah. a professional space but you've got to be good at know what you're doing yeah otherwise it like people would i see right oh look you, you don't want insincere <laughs> flattery that's exactly and that's what that is that's exactly you know what yeah. i mean yeah it's it's got to be sincere yeah. it's got to come from a place of truth but at the same time yeah. you can find a way to be able to tie different examples yeah. or situations together to then yeah. Try and elevate them. You know what? These tactics work, and I'm sure if you guys make this a snippet, someone's going to hate on me for it. But these tactics work really well with your husbands. If you can figure out how to do this, give the person a fine reputation to stand up to. (laughs) You can have your husband doing all the dishes, all the washing, all the vacuuming. We just got to make it seem like it's it's. It makes sense for them. It's worth it for them. Yeah, 100%. You know, you got to flip the script. You're not getting anything tonight unless you do the dishes. <laughs> like, okay, that's out. not it. You've got to read this book. That's bribery. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's different. That's very different, everyone. That's very different. It's, it's look, I think if in the wrong hands, this particular line, give the person a fine reputation to live up to, can definitely be seen as manipulative. So just be yeah. sincere. What Linda's saying, be sincere. Yeah. You want to see the best of that difficult person. You want to see them grow. You want to help them develop. Of course, why are we here? Yeah. So give them that reputation to live up to. That's just one thing, right? That's just yeah. one. Um, I like using questions. Mm. You know, what do you mean by that? Tell me more. Lean yeah. into it. Like especially when it's a particular like – um, viewpoint that they might have. Those tend okay. to help. Yeah. So we're talking about in the moment, yes, difficult in the moment. situation rather than just going on the attack for a moment, just pausing, yes. asking questions first. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know what? How much that can actually make a huge difference when yeah. someone says something, like I said before, your first reaction, that emotional reaction tends to be the wrong one. Yeah. So instead of reacting and being defensive, in most cases people are, stop. What did you mean by that? 
yeah. be genuine, be genuine, sincere. What did you mean? Because often yeah. they'll say what they meant by it or give them a second to say what they meant and it's completely different to what you were thinking. Totally. And yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, so maybe it's not so much as a difficult person but you're just misunderstood right now. Let's mm-hmm. let's get to a place of mutual understanding. It sounds really easy to do what we're talking about oh, right now so but hard. think of yourself in a situation where like you've been – you're in a situation, maybe you have, you know, a group of people around you, this person said something that is so inaccurate to what you believe and maybe your ego goes straight up. Yeah. Think about yourself in that moment. The earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Instead of you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those. I've been approached by one of those before. No. So I'm like, mm. That's a, that's a, that's an extreme example. That is that's an extreme such example. Such a random example. I mean something that hurts you, T. You know what I mean? That, that hurts me. You know, oh, it's round. I, I, I think I think that the HubSpot department is really bad at red pandas. Imagine me saying that. What red do pandas. you mean? Exactly. That's what we're talking about here. Oh my god. So being able to lower Yeah, wow, okay. That yes. that ego yes. okay, in it. the moment, it can be really hard to do with questions. Hundred percent. Like really, really hard when your blood is boiling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you can try it and just note make it sound aggressive, like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Linda? Like that's yeah. clearly emotional, right? <laughs> totally. Uh anyway. So um questions help. Yeah. And then one final tactic I feel like we could share is mm. sharing your own mistakes. Yeah. To highlight maybe some of the mistakes of the difficult person. Yeah. And I we were talking about this before. We you actually are. have a we have a, our own, I think we found this just like organically, mm. but we have our own way we like to do it. So Dale Carnegie talks about share your mistakes first and then point theirs out. Yeah. The reason why I don't always really like that approach is often difficult people can be a little bit, um, you know, egotistical and it's yeah. they really kind of only, like I said before, victimizing and they think about themselves. So when you start to talk about yourself and one of your mistakes, they tend to switch off and do the whole, oh, it's not about you, it's about me. And they yeah. do that in their head. That's their inner dialogue. Yeah. So as opposed to just going straight to your mistake, if you can manage to, uh, um, yeah, if you can manage to speak about their mistake and yours at the yeah. same time in like a shared storytelling journey, I feel like it just makes it, you, you and them are on the you, same level. Exactly. Right? It's easier to arouse change in that person when you're meeting them by also showing vulnerability at the yeah. same time. I yeah. think that's a big thing there rather than it feeling like you're attacking them or giving them feedback with no ends. Yeah. You're saying, you know what, I've actually also gone through this. So the feedback I'm giving you, it's actually also to remind myself because I often do the same thing. I do the same thing. And by doing that, you kind of are able to then put yourself on the same page as them. Yeah. And that helps you then be able to get outcomes that are more suited to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sincere. It's sincere. Yeah, exactly. It's very rare that we'll pull up someone for a mistake point blank, like that was a mistake, don't do it again. Like, yeah, that's just, it's kind of, it's just not the way we do things Mm. and it doesn't yield good results. Like if you want your workers, your workers, if you want your team, (laughs) that's what we call them then obviously, if you want your team members to work hard, put their best foot forward, give you, you know, as Mob says, um, their professional priority to the business that you're running at, you, mm. you got to treat them well. You got yeah. to treat them well. You got to show up as a good leader. You got to be empathetic. You got to have a good balance of listening. And like I do one on ones with my team members every week. Doesn't matter how busy I am. 
Even yeah. if it's 15 minutes, I make sure that the people that are in my team, yeah. I check in with them to make sure they're okay. Mm. And it's just little things like that. I'm not the best leader, but I'm I'm trying. I'm working really hard on myself for me to be a great leader, to be a great colleague, to be a great worker, like wife, all of it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I think it feels like the end point here is to just be human. Yeah. Like treat other people how you want to be treated. Of course, if they're not willing to also do the work and self-reflect, then that then becomes a problem when dealing with difficult people. And unfortunately that goes a certain way, but if they are able to take on feedback and self-reflect and do the work as you are, then I think from there you're able to find a way to be able to work out those differences. Yeah. And if they're too difficult, just bugger them off. Yeah. That's what I was referring to. <laughs> right, We've yes. always got you for that direct That's communication, it. There you Tasha. Go. See you later. We tried. And honestly, we tried. I, I get it. Sometimes people are, are broken beyond fixing, right? Or yeah. You just you can't get them there. You can take the horse to the water, but you cannot make them drink. So we will take horses to the water. I will take a horse to the water every single day. Yeah. But if they're not going to drink, I'm not about to force their head under the water, right? Oh, I'm going to drown them if I do that. So. Oh, my God. I don't know where this is going. Uh, Linda, it's always a pleasure. Likewise, Uh, Tasha. Until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.